Welcome to Fratelli D Rugby Podcast, the English-speaking Italian rugby podcast. You are listening Fratelli D Rugby Podcast. Enjoy. And benvenuti, welcome everybody. Ciao ragazzi. Ciao Mike, how are you? Yeah, good, good. We've gone snazzy. Uh, that's fine. Snazzy right? with the intro. Ottavio's yeah. been busy. Yeah, I had uh, half hour to spend just before starting. I said, you know what? Let's do it. Hey, Let's be fancy Flary. about that. Flary. Flary, Flary. Right? It is fancy. It's, yeah, no, big fun. Good work. Man. It sounds like Tiovon. I was saying, I was telling you this before. So it's not yeah, Tiovon. I mean, it could but... sound like other people if Tiovon is listening to us. It, it could be other people. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, yeah, it sounds, it sounds sort of similar. I, I do, I, I, passing, passing similarity, right? So I would like to say ciao to Gabriele and Emanuele, which are the first listeners that connected and wrote us in the chat in the chat box on youtube today we are live on youtube and as usual you can listen us on spotify but i have another video just to remember remind to everybody where to follow us and everything but today we're not gonna be alone because marcel is gonna reach us in a few minutes ciao marco and uh, today we have a guest we have two guests one you already both are already uh, been seen on these uh, familiar on these faces, podcast. aren't they? Yeah, those faces. So I'm gonna keep being fancy, and uh, one is missing, so one is late, like the train. He's always asking about time being on time, and he's not here. <laughs> That's funny for now, but let's see. Right, come to ladies and gentlemen, oh, guests, Phantom and Lupo. And here we go, Lupo, Josh, the second part, the other half of Italian Rugby Forum is one of the most active listeners and everything. <laughs> Josh, Lupo, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Yourself, gents? Great. I'm yeah, fine. yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really good, really good. Um, lo- I love, I love, um, has anyone said you look like Steve the Pirate from uh, Dodgeball before? Oh, that's a new one. Hey, hey, like, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a picture later, my friend. I'll send you... I know, I know, some... exactly, I know exactly who, who, you, uh, who you mean. There you go. Some, some, someone in the chat's actually mentioned as well. But yeah, you do, you do. You've got, you got that passing uh, familiarity there. Oh, dear. That's a new one. <laughs> my I've like already offended our guest. No, 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 no. <laughs> you have to go much further than that. No, we're all good, we're all good. Mate, good to have you on, good to have you on. And, and as Octavio said, you know, um, we've been speaking for years now. Um, Josh is really active in the Discord. He's really active in um, other forums as well where, you know, he, he, he works works hard to spread the Italian gospel. So uh, <laughs> it's nice to nice to have you on. Thanks. It's good to be on. Good start. Yes, good. Uh, I would like to remind you there is the Italian Rugby Forum and uh, you can just text us and we can give you the access to the to the Discord, but here we go. 
we are four, we're gonna begin be five. So uh, I would like to have people on time on this podcast, uh, dear Phantom. Uh, <laughs> I I was eating. I still haven't finished eating, and I, it's it's um, yeah. So I've, I've I've stopped eating just for you. But here's some non-alcoholic Felton's beer. Ah, oh, strong. Strong. Okay, now mine was alcohol is seven point five. I just said it before, but let's start because I know Mike, you've been busy this weekend. Busy weekend for you, for everybody, but some somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly and happily, he's been uh, really close to one of the team that we follow. So, Josh, where you've been this weekend, last weekend? Mm, yeah, weekend trip back to Italy and watched Zebra play against the Cheetahs. So, it was good to be back. It's eight years, I think, since the last one to watch him. So, it's cracking crack day oh, minus the oh. result. That's interesting after the, all that time and seeing still the passion for the passion. team, which is great. It's, I have to tell yeah. you, this is amazing what you're showing from uh, from a, from a, a, an Italian abroad uh, for somebody yeah. that is not living there. I can feel you this, Mike uh, Phantom. We are everybody stranger, let's say. Uh, we are not uh, in, in Parma, in Treviso, in Rome, in Napoli, whatever. So that is excellent. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're the exiles here. And uh, I said sadly because, of course, the results, but how was the atmosphere there? Uh, the, the new national coach is there that Gabriel is mentioning in the chat. So tell us a little bit more about the experience. It was it was cracking, actually. Um, last time I went to watch them was, that, was the match against the Dragons. What was it? 43-22 or something like that in 2015. I remember the number of people who were there compared it was probably half what it was this past weekend. Um, but it was great to be sat around, not just the players sitting directly in front of me, but the players, those not playing, walking around with the fans and talking to everyone, uh, coaches walking around. It was just, yeah, it was a really... How do I put it? I was took, took took my father there, and he put it quite. It was a bit like a family club, right. very homely feel. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really. I've, I've, got really get that. I've got a question. The fan base for Zebre, how many? Hmm. How what's the percentage split of fans from Parma and those that cover the area that it's supposed to cover? In a sense, how many people travel from outside of Barmaria to come watch them? In Treviso, it's fairly secure that they all come from Treviso uh, because it, that's always been the, I mean, whether, whether you like to call it a franchise for the area with various other clubs so theoretically supporting and being represented. The truth of the matter is Treviso has always been, and they, and they have to call them Benetton now, but, you know, Treviso are, are still the club, the name club, everything, the mascot, the Leone, it's still that town. So essentially they get their money and the and and, and their and the fans from the town. But Parma Zebri Parma were a franchise of an area. You know, they weren't Gran Parma, they weren't uh, Overmark Parma, which I think was the other club. And they've been yes, so, handy, well. so, 
so how many you know how much of those fans that Zebra is supposed to cover a massive area but how many people travel i know david cc's family travel from far away because he said so but i don't know how many um you know how many other people from from around that area go maybe the people in the chat will know i personally i don't i'm not sure but the impression i got especially from um the past couple of years where the club has really tried to incorporate themselves more with Parma as, as the city um it's felt well just a lot of people were walking to to and from the grounds i saw people coming from walking there who were living fairly close by so i mm -hmm. think there is the fan base has become more based while well, those who were there were more based in Parma itself um and we did those there we did outnumber the cheetahs supported by quite a lot which was good to see even though of course it's a south african team so not many people are going to travel but lone fontaine is a little bit far <laughs> yeah Just a i've got a quick question for you actually <clears throat> so i think you can also see like how the adversity has brought a lot of the fans together like it's particularly you know the prolonged um let's say stint of rebuild that that zebra have had over the past couple of you know seasons um Obviously, it's been a while since you last went, but is there a sense, a little bit of like glimmer of everything sort of starting to move in the right direction? Did you did you feel that from the crowd? Like, was there yeah, like yeah. drawing energy there, even regardless yeah. of the result weekend? Minus minus the result, yes, it was very. Um, I enjoyed it. If and if I was living back in. I was living back in Italy. I'd be going there as a season ticket holder, but um, it was, yeah, I, I would. There was an energy there which wasn't there the last time I went. That's good to hear. From memory, um, I mean that first, especially in that, there was a lot of cheer, cheering or, well, particularly on the stand I was on. Um, there was a lot of noise, a lot of people cheering but some booing um when the cheaters did anything which was quite funny um so cl close to the french border that's that's what we'll blame on that right <laughs> yeah just just a little bit it was it was good it was enjoyable really enjoyable good. time good and um obviously march we're here today as well mate march how you doing mate you good when i said uh, yeah i'm good how are you Yes, mate. Really good. Really good. Good to have you on. Good. Um, so good just, to, just to good make... to have a good to have a zebra representative because that's what I was hoping to do tonight. Really, just to go over the weekend. Just because before, but, but I think when we spoke when we spoke last week, um, and what I've sort of discussed. Um, obviously, Josh going to talk more about it, and I'm sure he already has. But just was given that I've missed out on it a little bit, just wanted to. A weird game really against the cheetahs because i didn't i honestly maybe this is me being this is just being me i didn't even know they still existed cheetahs i generally thought they i thought they'd gone bust i thought they'd just disappeared off the face of the planet but i don't even know what they do anymore so that's why i was so surprised so surprised one that they were playing them uh and then two that that the, the result ended up being as it is so i don't know whether that was just what was it like for you, Josh? Just just to catch me up on, on maybe what we've already talked about. 
Well, was Cheetah's it Zebra bad? Was it Zebra bad or Cheetah's good? Too many errors. Too many. Too many errors in Ruan Pina. Mm. Um, he. There's no denying he deservedly won Player of the Match, and he marshaled that field very well for the Cheetahs. But sitting on the, I don't know, it might have looked different on the TV, but from where I was, there wasn't a lot in it until the uh, questionable, well, dodgy throwing in a breakaway try just before half time. Yeah. Right, um, the, the Eden pass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sort of setting. It felt like the team just sort of went into panic until nearing the end, where it was a case of, "Oh, just we'll just do whatever whatever we want," and all of a sudden, something clicked in the last ten minutes. Start mm -hmm. scoring Jesse's one man super try on the other side of the pitch, which was a was nice great. way to cap off the match. Um, but at least for that for that first half an hour, it felt like there was there wasn't really anything between the two teams. Um, we had plenty of chances to score, but drop ball, knock on, a pass not going to hand, and and that... I think I think you can sum it up by like the small inaccuracies. I I, I must admit I, I didn't watch the game live. I, I had to watch it back, knowing the result. Um, mm. And I sort of was just looking at, you know, where did it go um, wrong? And it, it, it was the, I suppose for me, it was just, they were accurate, right? They they took their chances. Zebra were inaccurate yeah. and they put pressure um, at the breakdown. They lost the collision and they were playing back football, whereas a lot yeah. of the time, yeah. Cheetah were recycling quickly and yeah. playing front football. Um, until the second half, really, where like yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. From. I agree with you, Mike. But I think it to me, it, I, I said this live when we were watching it, and um, I think you know the the, the, the to answer Marcello's question, they're playing the Curry Cup. They survived mm -hmm. and become like a um, a reservist, uh, um, a reservist sort of uh, um, tank. Uh, for any of the big teams and they kind of play in that Curry Cup. So a lot of players are picked out of the cheaters if I think they get injuries in other clubs. So that it, it's one of those like ones. Like what Connaught was like yeah, 12, a little 13 bit. years ago. Sure. Yeah, but but they're playing the Curry Cup and I, I, the Kings got completely uh, um, went bankrupt. But some but somehow the the Abraham uh, kept them alive, and, and what I thought was the the South Af the, the cheaters had a point to prove that they are a team worth playing, that they are worth uh, more than being in the Curry Cup, and they wanted to make a point. And to, I said this, I thought, and I think you responded, Josh. Um, I thought that Zebra thought they could turn up and win. And the only person playing with real balls, pardon my French, was Jay-Z. Jay-Z really played aggressively as if none of this is seriously. Everyone else thought, well, this is going to be easy. Tiff Eden looked like a 
he looked like he's not fit. And and I think, and you're right about the impacts, but if you think that you think should be easy and you haven't got that adrenaline and aggression, so you haven't prepared properly, you go into the impact and, and the energy is not there. You've got certain chemicals that have to run in your body. It's like if, if you go into a any kind of combat sport, whether it's sanda, Muay Thai or boxing, and you're not really uh, pumped for the contact, well, you're then going to start hitting, you're going to get, hit a brick wall and that's what it looked like they looked like they weren't getting you know let's face it they even if it was the sharks without their big players they but against the sharks they went into the impact and got over the gate line here they were smashed back and 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 you can't say that suddenly the players don't have the end it's because the only thing i can think of is in the head they weren't ready they got a bollocking in this in in, in, in at half time you would have thought and then somehow they got a bit of energy but it's too late by then because you just well, yeah. turned up for that situation uh, the the coach said uh, the, um, the attack was um, organ- set for uh, uh, four phases of attack right phantom something like uh, that yeah, 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 yeah. so uh, i think the, the issue in attack for zebra during the the let's say 70 minutes was the fact that the first or second uh, rack was always slow never get the the right rhythm to attack this this the try that score jesse at the end come after a, a big push a big carry by poledri and from there quick hands and a run but there wasn't an option for Zebedee because the first or the second uh, rack was always really attack, really slow down, really try to steal the ball and get it back to get a turnover. And that is something that probably uh, on um, they, they feel it. Zebra feel it. And uh, they didn't have a lot of uh, chance to reset. And that is also because the nine needs to help more uh, and uh, the support has to be closer. Marcello. You, also, you could also take into account that if you look back, and I'm sure when you do your review, you'll see the amount of times when they played moves with the backs. The final ball was behind the player that it was supposed to go to the out, on the outside yeah. channel. That didn't happen once. It happened twice. It happened at least four or five times. Now, that means that there is a slap-happy attitude because you're not, you should not allow that to happen once, maybe twice, yeah. But then, if it's happening constantly, you're obviously your timing's wrong. So where's your head? Because those mm. things shouldn't go wrong. They should be on the to, collision. You know, if if your if your outside center is going too quick and the ball then comes out and it's gone behind him, somebody's not paying attention, and and that's something in the head. Then tell me I'm wrong. You, you've been the coach of the but No, no, no. They've been t- uh, twice. Uh, two, one was bad because there was a little bit of flow in attack and Eden throw a, a ball really behind. So that was an accurate ball. But as Lupo said, uh, and uh, Mike agreed too, the, 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 the errors in attack, those, those few actions that you have, you have to try to score tries you didn't be in the 70 minutes. March, how did you see the game? Sorry. Well, I was, I was, I was going to ask Luke actually about Tiff Eden because a lot of, I was mm. keeping up. I also watched the game back after it, so I didn't, I didn't watch it live, but I was following the chat, and it was a lot of, a lot of conversation about Tiff Eden. Lupo, was it a case of, um, do you think, lack of game time? And obviously, you can point at that, and you can give everyone the benefit of the doubt. But given that he's maybe already potentially. Sort of third choice in that position what do you 
how did you see it from him? Because I thought last year in particular he was one of the standouts for Zebra, but obviously this season he's not been getting as much game time, and, and, and it, that's still, that's clearly that's clearly affected him a little bit. I don't remember him actually playing this season, as mm. of until last weekend. So no, I don't think so. So seeing his name on the team sheet was, I suppose, it was a bit of a surprise. Um, I was expecting someone like Trishantelli or maybe Montemari to play again. Um, it was a bad day at the. It was a bad day at the office for him. There's no getting around that. Um, as you said, it might be. It probably is due to lack of game time. But when you've got guys, what you think? Just like a ten second, really quick, uh, each other. Some of my friends said like the team was wrong, and something that Josh you're saying too. Like, was the, the Montemari should have been started? The best team should have been started or not? What do you think? You have course, to rotate. You, you have to. You have to. Up. You have to rotate in this competition, I think, and you have to sort of pick your battles. However. Cheetahs at home should have been a game that Zebra looked at and thought. I think Zebra in a position now where I think you can look at that game and, and say maybe there's a, a positive slant on the fact that Zebra have the confidence in themselves that they went into that game thinking they should have won it. On the flip side of that, Zebra are probably a team that most definitely should never think that because you just have to look at their record in the last couple of years. So there's there's both sides of that. However... In this competition, you have to pick your battles and you also have to particularly win your home games, especially. Um, so I think picking the team they did, whilst I thought there was enough in there to beat the Cheetahs, um, maybe in hindsight, they look back and think, should we have taken that a little bit seriously? And, and, and maybe you rotate when you're away games because the general consensus is, especially Champions Cup, Challenge Cup, is that you, you pick your strongest team for your home games. And you win your home games, and that should see you through. Everything you're saying that makes sense. But what I would say is if you actually look at the plays they put on, there, with the exception of maybe the back row, but I think Matamu was there. I can't remember who was in the back row. Um, Matamu, I mean, Poledri came on, but but oh. yeah, but who, 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 were, who was on to start with? I can't remember. But, the, but when you look at Tifiden, I guess the coach is going to think, well, Tifiden's been injured and he couldn't, he wasn't fit. He, he may be in training, he was looking fit. And we go, well, he's a good player. He can kick and he's, he did some good crossfield kicks before, etc. Maybe he just, he wasn't expecting Tifiden to play so badly. And therefore, you know, and the other person that played badly was Morisi. Morisi had a terrible game. Uh, compared to his standards. And so you go, well, you know, I guess if they played as well as they could have played, then we might not be here sort of talking about a loss and and, and, and and all the rest of it. And you go, and we would be instead saying, oh, how wonderful that Zebra have got an incredible amount of roster that they can swap people out and, and look how good they are. But I, I think this, right? I, I, I don't think they were that far off. I think it was the inaccuracies that killed them. I do think, like Otto said, there was slow ball and they failed to slow Cheetah's ball. Um, but I do think changing your halfback and um, introducing sort of 
new backs in a tournament competition is always risky. Um, it's clear to me that they see um, Eden as someone who needs to be playing well with confidence, right? And I think there's there's an element where they probably did think it was a game that they could they could target and maybe win comfortably. Um, I, I must admit, like I I, I thought yeah, the we, same. We were on that uh, right. on that of that idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, we, like so, go and let's mesh them uh, because yeah. no game time, uh, yeah. positive uh, home uh, home game. Yeah, just just yeah. genuinely like build build <clears throat> the confidence. They should they should have taken confidence from the first few games. But anyway, um, I feel like they. The coaches probably thought the same, and they were like, "Okay, well, for us to succeed, we need more than two halfbacks. We need uh, our halfbacks to be playing well. So let's let's introduce Eden. Let's introduce uh, Paya. Like, let's let's look at some of the, the the players that we haven't really seen too much of. And it's always risky having those players in such key positions playing with different people where they don't necessarily have the chemistry that they've built up with yeah. with you know the other players." Uh, throughout the throughout the start of the season, so yes, it, it's tough because the, the the drop balls hurt, right? Drop balls always hurt, regardless of what standard of rugby you play. Let alone if you're playing in a tournament competition in Europe. But if those balls went to hand, or if the timings of the run, which I think actually were probably some sometimes the issue, were better, then they were the right choices to make. They were the right passes. They were. You know, like so, it just but, it just felt like they were three, four percent off. Yeah, just, that's what three or four percent off looks like, though. Sadly, at, at this level, yeah. that's, that's, I mean, that's the issue. I'm looking at the back line now: Fusco, mm. Tefiden, Franco Smith, Morisi, Trulla, uh, Prishantelli at, at, at fullback, and, and Jersey. Now, with yeah. the exception of Tefiden, if if you had Montemauri there. You would not have looked at that back line and gone, oh, that's a really poor uh, rotational back line. You would, just wouldn't because Franco Smith's been playing. He scored that try at the beginning of the season. He'd be looking good. Luca Morisi was was playing all right. Uh, Trulla was surprising everybody on the wing. Prichantelli, we know, can play 10 or 15 effectively. So you're not looking at that team and going, God. No, no. So, 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 so um, that's 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 true, right? There, there'd be play, there's players playing in the same position, but that's not necessarily they're not playing the same role necessarily. Like Franco Smith is more of a distributing twelve, right? Mm -hmm. So he had to play more of a defensive game, like out of necessity. Do, do you see what I'm saying? So, depend. Yeah. It's different horses for different it's, courses. I think I've, been, I've I've also I've also played ten, and I know when. You come into a team or you if you're thrown into a team after hardly playing all season you know maybe even hardly no minutes at all being thrown in a, in a key position like 10 there's nowhere to hide and if you're having a bad game or you start the game badly and you're trying to you're trying to make amends for that that's when things start falling off very very quickly and 10 is a position where you, you know, if you're starting to have a bad game, it's very difficult to, to, to sort of correct that. And it's a very difficult position to hide. Like everything you do, ultimately, and a lot of what we talked about in terms of the attack, you always look at your 10, don't you? Uh, and, when you and when you throw a new, when you throw a 10 in there, it doesn't matter what's around you, you throw in a 10 that's hardly had any game time, you're always going to really struggle. And I, and I think when watching that game, it just looked as though Tiffiden was chasing himself the whole game, trying to, 
make up for things he was doing. And then when you start trying to play, when you start trying to play too hard, that's when that's when things happen. That's why it smacked off me with, with Tiff. And I think I feel for him a little bit because I've been there when you, you, you're you trying to make things happen and you're trying to make an impact because you've not played too much. And that's what it all looked like for me. Oh, and that's yeah. fair enough. That's fair enough. But then again, what, the, what are the other options? You know, Prishantelli could have played 10 and then who would have played 15? Maybe Pani's not fit. Trula could have gone 15 and who would have played on the wing? Paia maybe. Paia was coming back. Uh, I'm waiting for Paia at, uh, on the wing. I don't know why I feel this is going to happen this year. What we ended up doing was moving when Eden came off was Prishantelli did go to 10 and Fusco went onto the wing. And Trula slipped in at um, fullback. Um, okay, it, so it, seemed, it felt like it worked more than what was going on the 50 minutes prior. He feels just free to So, because I, I spoke badly, let's say, about the, the tempo of the game of Fusco at nine, but at, uh, on the wing, play better. Think you have 10 seconds to think about this. And now it's time for the unsung hero of the week for Zebra. So, guys, who is the unsung hero of the week for Zebra? I go with uh, Jake Poledri. Welcome back, Jake. Yeah, I Poledri. think that's that's the big. That, that was sort of one of a very few positives, really, wasn't it? Seeing Jake back on the pitch, and ultimately that's great for Italian rugby. It's great for, for Jake personally as well. He's had a had an awful time. I mean, the poor bloke is just can't catch a break. So, just seeing well, him back, just seeing him back, it will take a while. It's going to take such a while, and I don't, I don't personally think he's ever going to sort of get back to where we think he. I don't. I think we all hope he can get back to a certain level. I just can't see how after such a long time and some horrific injuries. That he'll ever get back to sort of where we hope he might do, but to see him back, just, oh, of course he does. But I think I think what he has up here and what he has physically are two different things. And as yeah, much as know. he will, he will push himself. Of course he will. Uh, and I think yeah. I think everyone in, in especially when it comes to Italy as well, I think everyone will try and push to see him back at that level. But I think asking him to try and get back to those levels is a huge ask physically. Uh, the guy has well, been through so much. Yeah, I'd say two things on that. First of all, I think I would contend with uh, Otto because it was not unsung. There were only two players that played well, and that was Jesse and Poledri. So to say that they're unsung is not really fair because he was the one getting the plaudits at the end. So whether he's unsung, I'm struggling to find an unsung hero because there's, I don't think there's anybody there that's, that haven't in that I game. Can, um, I can give two players who I don't think played as badly as received. Smith, um, Smith was actually for his size and being used not in the role he normally is, and more of more used as that foot taking That's that cool. ball all up. Yeah. He was he was actually very quite effective with it, and I give him props for that. He did well. The other one is BG. Mm. Oh, BG, BG wasn't BG didn't have have a particularly bad game. His lineups were spot on. Um, I was watching the. This is the annoying thing. I was watching the the warming up prior to the match, and you're watching, and the lineups from both were spot on. Um, and I was, 
you're watching that thinking, okay, building conf confident with the line out. Bigu's win without without an issue. Rivaldi's did have two of them. One got caught and the other was an overthrow. Um, but yeah, just he didn't have a bad game. You mentioned BG, so I would like to say that in the URC, Etro 56 is the the most most thrower of the of the Italian hookers between Benetton and Zebre with the 89% of accuracy on 56 throw. You know, oh, that's insane. That's on the Just volume that he's brought. Bad throw. Mate, to, to be honest with you, right? Like, BG's BG gets a lot of stick, and he, he's he's had it for a few seasons. And there's always something that, like I've said, I just there must be a reason why, right? There must be a reason why he keeps getting picked. There must be a reason why Franco Smith decided that he should be uh, captain. There, there must have been all of these reasons, and I think now. We're starting to see him unburdened by captaincy, unburdened and able to express himself like he probably has been in training. Um, this is his best rugby. Genuinely, yeah. I think the season so far has been his best season. And, and long may it continue. Um, but yeah, if, if we're talking on Sun, I'm, I'm quite happy to put my hat on, um, on, on BG or... Um, but yeah, so I just, just circle lost. back to um to Poledri about whether or not he's going to get back. I was I was kind of watching him carefully. Now his injuries, one was his knee, which was the knee uh, nerve, uh, everything nerve, yeah, on the leg. The other was the shoulder. Yeah. So whether we think we're going to get back, <clears throat> there are two things. Obviously, one is speed of running, <clears throat> and that's just being able to do that. In terms of upper body strength, he looked still strong. The difference was that he was getting, he was trying to push off two or three players, not just one. And he was physically pushing them back. He was just not in a position to go one-on-one -on -one and smash somebody out of the way. There was always three. So, And he was still pushing them forward. So I'm not sure that he's, he's lost strength in his upper body. And he didn't look as if he had lost that much strength in his legs. So the question will be is whether he'll get his speed back because he's got that much older. So uh, to I, me, I, I, I'm going to hold I think, on. I think, yeah, I, just, just on that point, I think the issue was the drop foot, right? So he wasn't able to move. He lost mobility in his foot. His foot basically was just hmm. static, right? Which yeah. is really important because it means what he did really well into contact and you watching him at Gloucester, he used to do it all the time. He'd take the contact, then he'd try and turn for the offload or like use his arm and and and, and bosh someone, right? Mm. If you've if you are not able to turn your foot, it means that you can only go direct. Yeah. Like you can't change you know like Pischetti does it so well in contact. Yeah. Paledri used to do that amazingly where he'd he'd use a little bit of footwork and then he'd just smash people in, into contact at pace. Love it on well, that, that's yeah, that's, but also that's like in, in the way he he create the the line break after the last scrum, that is so Jack Poledrish. That yeah, that, that was like, that was him coming in yeah, the guy and running that line, great. But uh, yeah. oh, hopefully he's gonna play next game too. Look, uh, Oyone, and let's see what's gonna happen. Let's go. And, but but no, what he asked, I've just seen. 
saw that earlier. Well, the Astro is probably going to miss the game. Yeah, yeah he got injured in the yeah. second try of Dragons last week. Oyone played until the seventh, seventieth uh, minute, pretty well. They were uh, in a draw situation, mm-hmm. and then they scored three really silly tries. They conceded three tries, and uh, the game was uh, the, way, the game was gone. But it's gonna be an interesting game. Uh, probably they're gonna keep their best player for the. For the top 14 because they need to be better mm-hmm. there and then uh then move Otto, just just before we move yeah. can yeah. i uh can i just take the opportunity to congratulate our pod favorite uh yes. dave cc dave. on the birth of his little one so oh uh, yeah 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 congratulations big dave um congrats dave. Uh, i'm glad that you've brought a mini fridge into the world so uh <laughs> A mini fridge. A mini fridge. Mini, mini fridge. So uh I'm gonna make a bold prediction, like my all other bold predictions. Go Phantom. Quick but bold do it. Uh Jay-Z will take Johannes place at, at the national Ooh. side. Lupo's been Lupo's been foreshadowing that for seasons. But the reason why I say that the reason why I say that, if you look at how how Johannes playing at Lyon. And then you look at uh, JC, he's actually got a good left boot on him, which means that he can actually kick if he needs to, like, uh, and I saw him a couple of times kick quite long, like uh, James Lowe. And I think, I think if you look at that and you, and, 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 and Hisada is very, very tactical, he's going, well, who am I going to pick? And JC does not look necessarily worse in defense than, than, than Yuane, And he looks as if he can score tries. So you go, well, it's almost like a no brainer. He needs time. Jesse needs Jesse needs time in international rugby. That's what he needs. We know what that he can do on the. We know what he can do in the UIC. He needs. To he's got a chance. To yeah, for sure. Defense, like more on the Villier style. That angriness yeah, yeah. in the because he can do stuff. You see how he can push play players. Josh, how crazy was from from the field the try? When you say, yeah. okay, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. No, it's come on. Because yeah, I'm watching it from the other side. I'm just thinking, right, it's going to be tackled. No, he's moved. He's come out of one. He's come out of two. It, he's, he's... Try. Uh, right, <laughs> just try. Okay. Josh, how, how, how long? How, how have I described his running style for years? For years. Wiry. Unpredictable. Wiry and... As if he smoked crack. That last try, mate, was like he had smoked yeah, so that's... much crack. It was just what? no. <laughs> what is it about? What is it about Italian rugby players and they just they their running styles are so strange. He's so limmy. <laughs> he just is just chaos. Anyway, a blast from the past. I'll tell you, he's a combination of Matsukato and Dalan, Dennis Dalan. So he's got the ability of Dennis Dalan to actually uh, avoid getting put down and he's got the speed of Matsukato. What do you think, Otto? Uh, it's interesting. I think it's some, somebody else that was like that. He's stronger than Kane Robertson, I was thinking, for example. Yeah, yeah but Kane Robertson was just speed. The, the thing about, the, the thing about uh, Jay-Z, which is Ordinary. good, is that he, he can he somehow... As a way of avoiding the, he absorbs the the hit to push him back, and then he sends it back, and he and he, and he's he's learned to do that. He obviously knows he's not a meathead, so he's not going to go force on force. But somehow, if you notice when he gets hit, he kind of absorbs it and let it go 
pi and then goes forward. So he's he's learnt to do that as if he's a smaller guy, but he's got a little bit of weight, and then it can just go. I'm, I'm picking. I'm currently picking him ahead of a dog group. That's for sure. Ahead ooh. of a dog group. So ooh, ooh. that's for me. I'm. I'm. As a as a as a as a winger, I just I look at a dog and I think he's lost a yard of pace, and I personally think he's he looks a bit too big for me, um, and I think that's taken away from his pace a little bit. And I just think that at the moment on form, if there's a conversation about potentially giving Jesse a go, and you're thinking about a dog, who I, I'm. I'm giving Jesse the nod at the moment. Personally, that's for me. Stop, everybody. We're going to have a little commercial in the meantime. And uh, think about why not together so we can move on Benetton. So few seconds and we're right back. Performance analysis in sport has never been easier. Longer match is the right tool for coaches, analysts and athletes. If you want to learn more about, please visit longermatch.com. Start analyzing your games today. And don't forget. <laughs> nice. Don't forget to subscribe nice. to our YouTube channel. Drop us a follow on X, former Twitter, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok. You can listen for a Telly D Rugby podcast on Spotify and every other platforms. We also have a group chat on whatsapp so message us to join the family <laughs> awesome fancy. <laughs> so fancy please someone sponsor us please anyone <laughs> come to us because phantom and lupa are in the in the family in the chat so it's something that priceless let's say yes mastercard um uh, I, 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 March, I think you're, 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 no. Um, Odogwa is on the, is a right winger. Uh, JC is really left. I don't think Odogwa plays well on the left and, 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 and JC can't play on the right. So I, I think they're kind of irrelevant to each other. I, um, I, I the only reason I wouldn't play Odogwa would be if they get, uh, Lewis Liner in. Otherwise, um, I don't even think, uh, I don't know when, um, when Bruno will come back, and I think the difference is a dog. Uh, hmm? Bruno, yeah, what's, what's sure. happened? What's well, happened? Is he injured at the moment? Then nothing. No, uh, I, I guess uh, he's okay. No, I guess uh, right. no. But 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 I I I just think that uh, Odogu's got more power than uh, than Bruno. In, like for example, Bruno will try and go into the contact, and sometimes he gets away. Sometimes he gets the ball lost. Uh, uh, Odogu, when he goes into contact, if he, he he he'll manage to get the ball to ground to recycle, and he's done that so many times now with with Treviso. And the other thing that is absolutely, I mean, is my is my favourite winger is he'll always give the outside, and then he'll circle around the outside, bring the guy down, and using his own momentum, then release and then jackal for the ball, and he does that perfectly. And the amount of times in that last two games when Treviso completely fluffed it, he covered the backfield and and, and saved tries. 
he is he he that i mean if if danny if danny from uh, uh from from his podcast says i've, I've changed and 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 i i i like him then you know yeah he's uh, right now i can't see any other right winger other than him and jizzy on the left the i love bruno well bruno's good i'm not telling you he was a bad player i just think he's got less power and if you didn't i just a... i just i just love him like in terms of a uh... The way he plays and his personality, I really like, rather than maybe necessarily anything sort of rugby related. But as a as a boy, and like seeing what he gives, like I know he loves to he loves to throw his arms up in the air, and he likes to sort of throw a shoulder in here and there, and he 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 looks like he has a bit of a strop every now and then. But that's that is ultimately what I was like as a player. So I think I just relate to him massively. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, th my only level. issue, <laughs> I, I think, if we're going to be totally honest and say, where is Italy's problem they've got to solve and who are they going to pick? I think it's a fullback because you've got Capuozzo, you've got Bani, which is now is kicking his 50-22, his positioning, his strength. And I think now that Bortolami had the brains to put Padovani at fullback, he's got a problem there because Padovani is clearly showing that his best position is at fullback and you've got a problem. Uh and and personally, I would drop Cap Watson for Pani. And I hate Boom. saying it. I really hate it. I hate it because Cap Watson is amazing. But but clip it up, clip it up, clip it up. Put it on no, social no. media. Clip it up. <laughs> I'm gonna point this on too. What about Allen there at fifty? That's the thing. Tommy Allen has just done nothing. I just don't. He's someone that is just undroppable, in my opinion. I just yeah, think he just he's just undroppable. That's it. Ten. He plays ten. Garbisi's on the bench. End of. You don't just play Garbisi because he's got a pretty face. But you know he's he's he has. You have to play. Alan also. Don't forget who resembles Quesada, uh, not fa facially, but as as in place playing style, resembles uh, Quesada when he played uh, for Argentina. Alan every single time. I I agree with what you said about. Pani, Capuozzo, Alan, like headache. Um, but personally, I think Capuozzo is probably more of a winger anyway. Because. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah. just. It's that's, just the, that's the main it, thing, where Toulouse play him, where he's going to play the majority of his club. Oh, and yeah, they, they got it's also, uh, King Garden at 15. They didn't yeah. get another wing. They put, uh, yeah, it's also like we don't. We know we know what we can get from Ani, like at the boot. Like you said, for me, a fullback. Like if if we look at England, right? How they how they have their free wingers. Typically, they pick free fullbacks at wing. They don't give the ball to them anyway. True, that's so true. But they 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 have free <laughs> fullbacks typically. <laughs> Maxwell and Stewart, Watson would be like a typical. Uh, showing there, so like what what they're what they're doing is it's the aerial game where that's where we lose games. We lose games by the aerial game. That's 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 fact. That's fact since Georgia a lot. You know when we played Georgia and lost. To be fair, fact. no, no, no. That that's fact. Ever since, Paris, right. ever since right. Paris retired, there was no aerial game. Well, let's be honest, right? Padovani was injured. We suffered massively lost uh, during the World Cup. We we lose games because of the aerial game, mm. right? That's why um, you play Padovani. I think. Well, yeah, again, again, happy with Padovani. I just think Padovani, if you look at what he has, his X factor is his boot. 
if we can get Pani upskilled to a similar sort of defensive level as 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 Padovani or offensive level because it's his positioning which is the issue, right? He mm-hmm. he could be he could be a, he could be a world beater. He's twenty two years old, twenty one years old. Like yeah. it's insane that he's playing how he's playing at the moment. That's what we spoke about. So, well, that's that's exactly it. So the question is, right, now, are we looking at the short term, like trying to scrape a win for the Six Nations, or are we looking at building this team up for 2027? That's the question I I, I suppose I'm proposing to you guys. Like, as fans, what would you rather? Would you rather scrape a win and start, like, you know, transitioning the players out or would you I, rather go right? Okay, this is a new cycle. Let's treat it. As I can't. I cannot. I cannot mentally watch us lose another five games at Six Nations. I just can't That's fucking not, do it. Fair enough. I can't. I, I can't. Enough. I can't have watched us in that World Cup the last two games and then go into losing five again. However, when I if I'm trying to think about it, sort of in the long term, I know what you're saying, but I just don't think we're in a position where we can just. Throw another couple of Six Nations yeah, with, no the, right. with the look at with the with the view of being able to target twenty twenty seven. That is that's such a long way away. I just don't think we're able to do that. Personally, Simone from the chat is saying short term scraper win and now continue to improve is not an out out. Agreed. Now, you can yeah, do yeah. both. Uh, sorry, just to reply to Simone, Mario Hosen is. Uh, uh, has surprised me in the way that he's developed, and I think, um, I I think that he developed under Crowley, and actually, some I, I think he learned quite a lot and the uh, differences that he had to do. I think he was basically a darling of Treviso, and he got given one job, then another job, then another job, and but in fairness to him, he learned to be a good defense coach under Crowley. And I can't say anything fairer than that to him. Um, with regards to your question, I am going to be controversial and say that I think, I genuinely believe that with the squad of players available that we have, notwithstanding that I think Lewis Liner will be called up, I actually Whether think... Whether he comes or not is the issue. Yeah. Is, that re- is, that, is that really realistic? Well, I, yes, I, I, think I, I, I think it is. But I, but yeah, I, I, think it is. I don't it, think the, I don't think the guy wants to play for Italy. Yes, he, he does. He does. He does. Look, he said things he? in articles, and his yeah, his 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 father also said things. He considers himself an Italo-Australian. They said that right from there. But just like Lamb, he had huge contractual issues. Remember that what Innocenti said originally about, and, and I know what Crowley said, that they had to look after their careers and all the rest of it. And Lamb said nothing until that that, that Harlequin's long-term contract was given to him. Liner knows that he has issues. So in my opinion, also, there are things that don't forget that, that England have got so many players and Livermont tried to kind of rotate and put lots of plays in all the time. But I don't think Eddie Jones had any intention of playing um, or Dogwo or, or Lewis Liner because if you got if you're trying to build a team you can't keep swapping players out you have to build an identity and bring building cohesion and and I think they were called in to stop them being called somewhere else because somebody pressured them but any coach has to decide that he's got X number of players that he's going to bet on he can't do like Livermore Livermore had a terrible France because they kept swapping players out just, anyway just to your point quickly right 
if you if you're gonna romanticize anything, right? I, I suppose a liner coming back to Treviso, you know, where he yeah. was born, playing for <laughs> Benetton. That'd be quite a nice three sixty, wouldn't it? Like just just if we if 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 the yeah. like if we're gonna romanticize this whole idea that he does consider himself Italian and the issue is obviously the English qualified player Levy in, in, in the premiership. How sick would that be? Like just you know, even if it, you know, like it, it would just be, it would just be a nice story, to be honest. Yeah. Anything, but can we just, can um, we just, can we just all, all of our back? Who do we all right now? If everyone's fully fit, what's our back three for Italy, just out of interest? Um, against Coca Saniga and Johnny May and Stewart. Johnny May's retired. Johnny May's retired, mate. Oh, sorry. Uh, he's in North Korea, right, Mike? Yes. <laughs> hey, boys. For those of you who aren't listening, right? Please, 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 do yourself a massive favor after you've finished listening to us, you know, and uh, giving us a five star rating and all of that good stuff. Um, go ahead and listen to the Johnny May podcast that he did with uh, Good the Barrow. It was hilarious. It was so funny. Um, He's he's the person I get contacted by North Korea. Just let's just leave it at that and walk away. Yeah. Um. Let's say Marins, Stewart, uh, Coca Saniga. Um. I. I. I will. I want to make first the other point. I'll give those answers. I actually think with the squads and people that are available, we can actually win the Grand Slam. Whether we will or not. (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing. Clip it. Clip it because I think we are we the quality of players are actually good. The problem we've got is 13 is a bit is still without Minoncello, and we don't have a lot of players, so injuries can affect. But if everybody's fit, all the best players are fit, and we know Riccioni's not going to be able to to play or all those kind of things. I think the the quality of the players are good enough with a good enough coaching staff and Casada's far from dumb right yes i did say it last year simone and just remember <laughs> that, that there were a lot of games we could have won we got very close with stupidity either way went wrong and a, a, a 10 minute period went wrong uh, decisions against england where the, the, uh, where zuliani kicked it instead of passing it back uh, point when there was a counter attack and the, the ball should have come back inside and there was space to go the, Big the, the, we also got tanked by wales but, but that's because men, there were there were certain mental issues, etc. All I'm saying not, is, I'm not I'm saying it's happening. I'll ask you a question then. I'll, I'll ask you a question, and, and and it's to your point, right? If there was a combined Six Nations team, right now, how many would be Italian in in a combined fifteen? It, it depends on your bias in your biasness about things. No, no, no. I, for you, for you, for you, bias or non-bias? I, I'm just more interested than anything because I I think. There are some positions where we excel in. Like we have yeah. some fantastic players, which yeah. Yeah. you know probably will make uh, a fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but well, I'm just more interested in hearing it from you because I think you know if we take let's say taking Riccioni out right because obviously he's been injured. Yeah. You think there's uh, two Lupo? Yeah. Props. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think Fischetti, Fischetti isn't going to stay long with us, and he's going to be in France come next season for for one that's reason. A fair he's shout. a he's yeah. a class act, and 
He's only got a one-year contract. Anyway, but I'm sure I'll buy. Yeah. And, and there's now, like, do you know what I mean? Right. Like, or, or or Porter. For me, like, I struggle to see. Like, if if we're being really honest, I think Nicardo might actually make a, a combined fifteen. Now, I do think he's a fan. Like, but then obviously there's there's Sheehan and. We can't. I don't think we can really say that any as as good as some of our players are. I really don't think we well, can we'll get a couple. I do. But, but, I genuinely do think our back row. I th- I think we have possibly one of the best back rows in the Six Nations. Genuinely, I, I, and I say that without and Menoncello, great shout by Simon as well. Like I, I him at a hundred percent, and then look at like who we have with like Zuliani and like. Lamar or when he's playing well, right? Maybe not, you know, may, maybe that's a bad comparison right now, but I genuinely do think we probably have some of the best back rows. And I know everyone's going to be like, look at France, Oliver, and say, yeah, yeah, great. But like, they but, are behind a massive, massive pack who are constantly moving forward. They're constantly getting front foot ball. It's harder to play like that on back foot. And when you're shining on back foot, it goes to show how good your back row really is. That, 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 that is true. But the point is, I don't... Th- uh, rugby is a team sport. Rugby union certainly is a team sport in a so way... So how many for you then? I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know. And, I, and, and, and in a sense, it doesn't matter to me because you don't need... Um, you need to be at a certain level. And even if you're just a little bit under... If you've got a a if if your if your aggregate of all your players are all playing at that level, it's a team game. So the you you and therefore it's very difficult for me to say how many. For example, I think probably Allen is uh, 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 now that Sexton's gone is probably the best ten in around now. Actually, when you look at all the tens, and I know Marcus Smith is great, but he's not a he's not a, a as we said he's a he's a, he's a um, He's an individual talent. He's not a controlling, managing ten. And Over Entomac. Yeah, why not? What? Why? 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 I mean, I. I and genuinely... and, and Jally Bear, by the way. Yeah, have you? But but Alan is actually that good. I don't think. I think because Italy have constantly lost, and we have lost quite a lot, and it's true. But we, I, I last Six Nation, we were that close on either games to go on the other side. And, and 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 I think uh, and the game just <laughs> blew in the head against Wales. But the other thing, we were there, and um, yeah, that's so, true. Finn Russell again. Finn Russell, but, but Finn Russell isn't in, in. I don't think I've ever seen him do anything that isn't for himself in that sense of of his his own play. So he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he's a fantastic player. But I don't think he's a manager of a team. Gents. Otto, 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 for you. Anyone <laughs> in the Italian side. So this is the night of the statements. That's, yes. that's fantastic. Go on, Go on uh, Otto. Alan, in some way, is probably the best, the best international player we have. I agree, mm-hmm. but not that like is the is the best in general. I don't like this. Like is the best can be in that like. Between the best, yes, right. in this moment, yes. The other one, guys, uh, what we should do to have a, a back row with a front foot, we need four or five, let's say, players that put us in the front foot. So better props, better locks. That yeah. I think. If I think about now the best, uh, including Luke Casey, 
for me, Lucchese is the one that is really spot on in the first five of Italy. That yeah. can say, hey, you can be in a 23 of another team because you know what to do. But surely, for now, surely the, agree about men on chat. I don't, no. I don't see Ruzza there in the to be the, the lock no. because this lock of the other teams are huge and crazy. I think, huge I think and crazy. The, they're, they're more dominant. Maybe Canone, potentially. Maybe, maybe not now. For me, no. But I think well, can, in time. One. Yeah, I think in Canone time. In time. Him, lo, yeah, yeah, but see, Lorenzo Canone, yes. But we, speaking of the back row, if we see at the first five, which are the, the guys that put you in the front foot to play better uh, back line, uh, better nine with the flow, better... Low, uh, back rowers that can run into the field, uh, you need the first five to be strong yeah. and hard. Lamb, that's yeah. Lamb's playing amazing uh, rugby uh, at the moment. Yeah. Lamb is uh, playing like a crazy at six, at five, putting where you yeah. where you but, want. But my, my friends were actually discussing this with me the other day. Like they, they see a lot of Crowley's game imprinted on him. Like he, he's trying to stay wide in those wide channels, like we were using him with Italy and. He's um, he's he he's just playing. He's just playing his best rugby, isn't it? Yeah, um, he, he's he's moving forward in the last couple of years because when we chat with him, we said you play a lot on the wide channel. Yeah, you're you're passing more the ball. You're carrying more the ball. I was going, oh great! And then he said about the role he was playing when he was young. But yeah, he, he's having another step with the club because the club is shining yeah. again. But we have to see it in the Italian environment. How okay? Let me challenge go. all of you. Right? What was the one repeated comment of every single observer about Italy in the last Six Nations? Uh, about players or style of play? Because that is mental, <laughs> mental game. Doesn't matter. Mentality. Doesn't matter. Always been well, mental. Like Italy are the worst. Their own worst nightmare. I hear that all the time. I, I, that every single game. Well, so, <laughs> close yet, so close yet so far, probably. Nope. Yeah. The exact copy is exit strategy. If they had an exit strategy, they'd be bloody amazing. Because I, I disagree, be man. I, I the reason I disagree is the why. No, this, we this, this is Simone. So, so, yeah, that's, so that's, that's, that's that is yeah. for me what I hear every time. Yeah. Yeah. But, but got here's the difference. What's Casada said about playing Italy? He says yeah, we, we want have... to keep the identity of playing, but we've got to do it in the correct places. And so, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree with that statement. But what I also see is why Crowley was attacking from deep. Right, that that he wasn't doing it because he just wanted to do it. He was doing it because he identified that as an opportunity for us. And in fairness, the teams where we tried trialed that, if we look at Samoa and we look at um, Australia, where we first, those, those first yeah. two games where we really sort of trialed, not kicking um, out and kick it, keeping it in. And Varney obviously had a masterclass, but we, we played so well. So I agree that's the next step, but, I, I don't agree necessarily that we would have had positive outcomes from kicking because our kicking's not good enough. Ah. We didn't have Padovani. We 
Kabuto yeah, also... isn't a great kicker of the ball. Mm. Like Yuani isn't a great kicker of the ball. So what we're doing, what we're doing, we're going to be giving up territory constantly to to teams that just kick all the time, and it's their bread and butter. So I don't, I don't agree at test level that we would have had a positive outcome. If anything, I think we managed to get close in the, the games that we got close in because of the way, because we, of the way we played. Um, uh, I would challenge that, that in a sense that um, when you looked at Garbizi and you looked at Allen, where they were playing at Harlequins and where they are playing that, they were doing very good uh, kicks and they were kicking out of exit strategies perfectly. No, well. see, I, again, I disagree. The amount of, I, I'm a Quinns fan and, and like all of my friends are Quinns fans and season ticket holders. The amount of times they mess message me going like how is this guy playing for your national team like his kicking was atrocious at times i i, I and i i mean that as like a, an italian fan right he's obviously gotten a lot better you know like his percentages i think at quinn's were like 60 odd percent with the boot and now he's like ridiculous now he's like 80s 90s yeah um and that's clearly something he's worked on but he, he, we just if you're going to play a game with decent exits and you're going to try and base a game on kicking, you have to have the facilities to do that. And we hadn't. We do now, probably with Padovani and Pani. And like you said, with Jersey, he's got a nice boot on him. But we, I don't think we were ever in the position to do that, unfortunately. So, okay, we'll circle back then. I still think this season, and, and I could be wrong, and we'll see for the first game exactly what Casada's little tweaks. And he's kind of made it clear that what he's going to do is not going to revolutionize he's going to tweak in certain places yeah, i and agree I, with that and well. i think he's very 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 uh let's use not an american term clever instead of smart um and i, I and, and and i think um because uh, he actually dresses smartly as well so he's both i guess um but i i i i i think he um i, I think we will surprise i also think that god bless so. barney will not play. I think Pajrelo will be the starting nine. Oh, Pajrelo. He will play... Stay magnifique! I think it will be... <laughs> I think it will be Alan, Alan and Pajrelo at half-backs. And my own, yeah. my own question is actually 13. I, I have no idea because Mori is the only one that I think can play 13 at that stage. No, speed. he can't. He's a 12. I know he played 13 for us before. He's, as Mike knows, and I'm very well outspoken about it, I can't wait to see a Mori Menoncello centre partnership. I think that's going to be in, in the well, summer. That would be a gnarly, yeah. gnarly yeah. partnership. Let's, let's be honest. Maybe not Six yeah. Nations, but I, 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 I suspect I can almost. I can almost but I'd almost bet uh, bet Otto's underpants that he um, <laughs> that um, that, uh, um, that I think twelve is going to be Zanon. Zanon's going to be twelve. I think he's done so well in front of his eyes. I don't know. He's, he's, he's I'll throw a name in right, and I know we haven't seen him for the past couple of games, but Derago. I, I I can't keep trying to sell this man's stock. Like <laughs> that, genuinely, like I can't believe how much he's grown since the six nations where he actually managed to get game time until now he looks and and for me it's the logical next he's he's an he's our best rounded 12 as in hey. he can play the ball he can kick he can defend um like if, if you're looking at an archetype 12 and you're not looking at madden for an option right 
Mm-hmm. For me, he is our best option at 12. Mamma mia, I'm swiping up for Marine if he's going to He was a... so good. Obviously, I know I know we've gone into hypotheticals. We do need to talk about Benetton, obviously. Um, Otto, go and start us, mate, with Marine. Yeah, we're going to be more quick because it's gonna be one hour, an hour is gone, an hour is seven minutes, but... I've only got five. I've only got five minutes, Jackson, and I've got so, it. March, go ahead. So, and then I'm gonna feel it. But so my my brother actually went to the game because um, <clears throat> uh, he was down in Swansea for whatever reason, and obviously the crowd was pretty big. Um, but generally, it was one of those games where just everything went out the window, and it was just attack the attack, and who could who could outscore the other team? And I think when you when an opposing hooker scores four tries against you. There's clearly a little bit of an issue there. Um, but generally speaking, I thought it was one of those games where we haven't seen that from Benetton much this season in terms of one attacking looked really quite good and very very free-flowing and then defensively looked really quite poor. Um, and we probably haven't seen that. That's, that's probably what we've become a little bit more accustomed to as Ibra than we have Benetton that game. So it was a bit sort of a roles reverse type thing, uh, really. But... Um, Disappointing still, I think. I mean, Austria's obviously picked a much better team. Um, but better to win that game. I thought it might have had a good, another good game. I thought he's had a really quite good, quietly been really quite good for Benetton. And then uh, obviously Ratavi as well with a couple. I thought he was he was really good as well. Um, but it, it, a weird game, I'd say. A, a weird game and not one that's typically, typically Benetton. Uh, but you see, I would I, I would argue that Benetton's defence was actually quite good. The problem they couldn't answer was the mall defence, and they got penalties that got from a line out. Then you got close, and the only reason Lake scored so many tries was because the mall defence was simply not functioning. It was that's a big issue. That's, oh yeah, that's I, a I'm big not issue, isn't it? Defensively, uh, that is a big issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, without doubt, and they knew it because they, they were scared of of giving penalties to go to the mall. So I get that. But, but the general defence was uh, was not bad. Um, I thought uh, otherwise. The, the yeah, Ratave was nice. But then again, if you told me that uh, that uh, Kiki Mendy was playing, I wouldn't have been upset. Kiki Mendy would have scored those tries because he's quick. So it makes no difference in that sense. Um, I think I think you know it's it's, it's a blessing blessing that they've got both Mendy and Ratave as a choice to go and play. So I don't think it was, that that was much of a problem. Um, but yeah, I thought Treviso just mall defense was just non-existent. It was like optional. It was like, are we going to push back? Mm. Nah, I can't be bothered. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was weird. But otherwise, I, I like Treviso the way they played. And and to put and to Mike's point, I, I I think Drago is good. But when you've got uh, Zanon literally breaking and making the gain lines and uh, breaking the gain line going forward, what do you do? I mean, do I agree. You, it's about balance, though, for me. That's 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 a sad point. Like because I think Menoncello does that better. Does that better? He has. He's quicker. Like we we lack real attacking threat via pace. And if you're asking two of your centres to do the same role, right? Because it, it comes down to role regardless of position, then one's not going to be able to do it as effective. The reason Menoncello is able to. Um, play the way he does because he has Brex as the safety blanket on the outside because love him or hate him, Brex is exceptional in defence. Mm. So he can play more offensively. Whereas actually, if you're having Zanon playing offensively, you're then almost f- focusing on Menoncello to play a defensive game. Like, there needs to be cohesion. If they both manage to work out like this synergy between the two, then great. 
Um, but the Six okay. Nations isn't. Six Nations isn't a tournament. To guys, do guys, I've got to go. All right, I'll see. I'll see you next week. All right, peace, March. See you later, mate. Bye, March. Ciao. 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 Okay, Mike. What about this? What about for Italy? While we wait for Minoncello because he's not going to probably make the Six Nations properly proper. Yeah. Or the back end. What about Drago twelve? Zanon thirteen. I'm happy with that. Yeah, because because Drago isn't as offensive. Like he can run at the line, but he he can play a slightly more playmakerish game. I am really excited about Madin as well. I just really want to see how he plays in the in the upcoming games as well. Because the last game he played for Italy, we won. Let's let's just say that right. The last game he played, we won. Which was, was Marin. Yeah. Yep. So like he he hadn't Wales. played since. Wales, he played right, right there with the uh, with the fever, with so, the flu. Sixteen the... out of sixteen tackles. Like yeah, you mean, you mean in the sixteen? You mean in the played play. sixty minutes? He made sixteen tackles out of sixteen. We won the game. Um. So, Marin for me, like he he almost he almost deserves another chance to try, like just to see how he gets on, almost at test level. Um. Yeah, so uh, Zanon is Zanon's put his hand up this year. I don't think anyone can argue that he's he's he deserves a call up, right? And he's quick. Um, he's quick. Yeah, I mean, like he, this is this has probably been the best season of like he's playing his best rugby, right? Like we're saying the same about BG. Zanon's another person who stepped up. I thought he played very well in the Rainbow Cup. Did uh, Zanon? He made a lot of line breaks at, uh, in, in. Yeah, the but Rainbow. then he was like going uh, like was out of the radar. For the for the coach, and then he got poor. When he went to poor, he started playing well again. And this year looks looks better. Looks in shape. Just, uh, yeah, and he's, like he's, 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 he's definitely uh, Mike Tyndall's uh, man crush, isn't he? Uh, Mike Tindall. Yeah, he loves it. He's asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why has he not been playing? Yeah, yeah. No, it's so funny that he loves him. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, talking about the game at the weekend, right? I think Lulport. I'd love to hear your thoughts um, on the game. What, what, what? I suppose what struck you the most from Benetton, and then from a positive standpoint, and then where do you see like the biggest concern aside from maybe some of the defensive moves, which we've already said. Like, what, what, what struck you as something that we should keep an eye out next week, um, watching Benetton play? Thing is, I was watching. I'm, I don't know really what I can add. The mall was the biggest. I know it's the elephant in the room, but the rest of the game wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. To, wasn't a particularly negative performance by Benetton. Yeah. Um, especially coming from the match prior. Um, so it was just. I don't know. It was the most this, and there isn't really much I can add to that. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. And what about you, Otto? Uh, they were cynical in attack in the first half because they didn't have a lot of uh, opportunity to score, and they scored. It's not so, cynical. Uh, clinical. Clinical. Sorry, sorry. Clinical. I mean, Mike, Mike is fairly cynical about life, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, Cynical in attack. Oh God, let's just go and score this try, shall we? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, oh. Again. Now we have to walk all the way back. Oh. Oh, <laughs> then the Nihilists from the big Lebowski are gonna come 
and get the ball and bring it bring it oh, away. <laughs> but so they they scored. Uh, Seb Negri had a, a great game. Yeah, I, such a good game. Would, Shout big Seb. Yeah, yep. really sharp, really into the game. Uh, Benton maybe some a couple of uh, situation with discipline. I didn't get really the the yellow card for Spagnolo because there, if there is some kind of fault, maybe somebody else. But that was too much a yellow there. That was crazy. But in general, like a cleaning out from the side, uh, uh, those kind of stuff, they 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 put the game in that way. Because also, I think Williams tried to kick a couple of times, and the ball was uh, off the post. So those stuff, but if not, uh, playing with the Brex is different. You can see playing on the edge uh, as an option. It's something different. And uh, my 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 big issue good. with Brex is that he, apart from, he there was there were I think two at least two people correct me if I'm wrong where they had breaks and he went to thirteen and he actually slowed the maneuver down. That was the other thing. And the other thing is that he does the dummy and goes and he sort of gets a half break, but then nothing more. And sometimes you feel, well, you know, he could, he could get away. And, I, and, and, and I'm sorry because I love the guy. But at this level now, at this point, if you don't have the gas at 13, it's a real problem. It is a real problem. You cannot have a 13 that has a 12 that's faster than him. You can't have a faster 10 than you than, than you're a 13. It's just, it doesn't make sense. You can't. You're kind of like going whoop, down and then back. It, it, it's a problem. And, and the fact is, is the way you use it. Because if you think about... So the use of Fikitoa starting from the 12 was interesting because he, he, he ran a lot of hard line options for, uh, um, for Brax, actually. But then he played wide and sometimes a couple of pick and go. Straight in second phases of attack, that was interesting from uh, for him. But of that, course, that line break, that bright line break he made. What was the problem? His twelve, his other, his, his center partnership wasn't there for the offload because he couldn't could keep up with him. There was nowhere near but, him. But there was neither Ratave, for example, when he he did the, the line break and then they they whistle against him. I, well, I the, think the, right. I mean, I mean. Right. Okay. So, so we're not going to talk about the ref, right? And I, I want to make that abundantly clear. No, no, no. Because I, I think it's important, right? Because it's not because of the ref we lost that game, yeah. right? But on that line break, where was the release? Like, where was there was no release? There, 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 like George North just held on to them. Um, little things like that do make a difference, and we're yeah. not, like I said, let's not, let's not, let's not pinpoint anything else. But I do think, right, Rex adds more than he takes away in my eyes anyway like I, I understand what you're saying from an offensive standpoint he's not necessarily the first name on the sheet if i was looking at like a team that i'd like to score lots of tries but he has stopping power he tackles low he 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 reads the defense so well what he lacks in pace he makes up in rugby iq and we lack massive massively uh, outside centre, that rugby IQ and anticipation of the attack. So he reads the game really well, and I can think probably like four or five times where he 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 stopped an overlap because he managed to get the the, the guy. Like sometimes he flew out and and he missed the tackle and the overlap was there, but 
more okay, often than not, he's, uh, he's going to stop you. someone. Let me challenge you. Yeah. If you're going to play Drago or, um, or, or Zanon at 12, and you've got an option 13, if you have a choice between uh, Brex and Morisi, who do you choose? Yeah, Brex, all day long. For, for me, right? For me, right? And I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, if we if we want to use Zanon as a battering ram, then we we want to know that defensively um, we're covered, right? And like I said, if you if you think the way I view Brex is, if if he had a gauge of defense, you know, being a hundred, attack being a hundred, his attack's probably like a forty, and his defense for me, right? If we're comparing him to all the other Italian players, is like an eighty or a ninety. Right, so that's that's the way I see Brex. Right, so if we want to look at Zanon, he's probably the opposite. Right, where his attacks a lot better than his defense. So you want to find the balance between the two. At least I do. Right, and it's really hard to find a fifty-fifty. So in terms of like how how good Brex does at reading the game, that gives freedom to Zanon to play how he wants to play. And that's why Brex and Menoncello play so well because Menoncello is more offensively minded than Brex. Mm -hmm. And then actually there's times where they're going to expect something from Menoncello and they're just going to change and allow Brex to go but, through the gap. But, but when you play with Brex, in reality, Brex is not playing 13. He's playing a 12 and he's standing in at first receiver with the second pass to the fly half. And then Menoncello... Offensively, they swap. Yeah, yeah. And, and he ends up being on the outside channel. Um, I think that's the reality. So me, I think one of the big problems is that the numbers on, on his shirt is causing the confusion. If you put a 12 on him, no one bats an eyelid because they see him as as that 12. And he also means that his way that he goes past the person and then gets tackled and presents the ball, that fits better as a 12. I think if you put the, if you put the 12 shirt on him, no one bats an eyelid. And, 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 oh, but and He's like Lozowski. Because Lasowski is a 13, but he's a, a playmaker. Or when you, they put Daly there as Saracens. Yeah, or Slade. Or Slade, right. So, but it's like saying Brex is a Panda 444 and uh, Zanon is a Volkswagen Golf. How is the situation? <laughs> Something like that. Oh, you one, you can go everywhere. You don't pay taxes on it. Uh, and the Golf... Uh, Maybe as some, maybe the the can oh, get that is, that is an analogy, my friend. What <laughs> it, are the, it is? What? It is exactly like that. He, he, if you want him to go up a mountain, he'll go up a mountain. Zanon so, might do it quicker, but he he might go off the off the road. So, at least you know Zanon. At least you know Brad will port. make it up there. <laughs> That's nice and slow. <laughs> Lupo, are you freezed? Or not? Yeah. I don't. I can... Yes, I am. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> He's just been holding his hand like that the whole time. Fine. No, I don't know what's going on with this camera. I've been trying to fix. No, it's for okay. Twenty no, minutes. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. It's okay. Sorry. Oh, Mike. Just a quick question. Do you yes. think? Do you think Slade, uh, in in that Christmas weekend uh, game, when he scores a try, shouts, "It's Christmas"? Yeah. He looks like him, doesn't he? <laughs> He looks. He looks so much like. Um, Sorry, that's a that's a joke for only for the English speaking people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he does. He looks just like. Um, I think right. If if we're looking at Benetton, uh, if I had to be really nitpicky uh, about this weekend, um, discipline at the breakdown, 
uh, probably cost a try or two because it certainly cost a penalty or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Umago, as I'm going to call him now, in Umago hopes that he gets Biagio. picked up by, by Italy, a little a little wizard. Umago. Um, I, I just, yeah, I know, I know he can't, I know he can't. But if he keeps growing that tash, maybe someone get confused at the passport office. Let's, let's hope. Okay, so um, Umago, Jacobo Umago. Um, let's let's hope that. Uh, Borfuk's been watching him and they make some sort of exception because yeah. he's he deserves to play international I agree. rugby. And Euron as well. So I think I think Euron is, is probably the best England nine I've seen, and I didn't expect it to be, just because of everything. He's so busy, he's he's so I think maybe Trevino oh uh, has just brought oh out his I think the other big positive about the Treviso game. Was that that Padovani looked like suddenly a player that was where he should be, and he looked he looked like he was he was just comfortable in in that position. Beautifully, agree with you a hundred percent. That a hundred percent. He just it it that, that is his natural position. Let's be honest. And he, he did he just, it very well. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a fair comment. I think that's a fair comment. Um, Otto, I have a question for you, and I've got a question for all of you guys. But I'm going to start with Otto. Unsung hero, my friend. Or do we have something fancy? Oh, there we go. Let's go. It's coming. And now it's time for the unsung hero of the week for Trevis. <laughs> fancy. Love it. I love it, man. <laughs> my unsung hero of the week. Go is Paolo Odogu. He did his job. He was there. He didn't got a lot of runs like Ratave had it, like free space to run and then do something different. He was always with people on, but hey, he put on the front foot the attack for the for the try. For example, and then he scored at the end. So, uh, Paolo Dogu, my unsangiro, but for me, my unsangiro. Uh, other unsangiros, maybe the Yakitsi game, but uh, not a stand with a dogu. Nice. Doing his job. Well Ooh, done. Book on. Same. He, he played phenomenally well. Um, I, yeah, I not really, can't sing his praises enough for that. Really good game to watch. Phantom, Phantom. Uh, well, you can't you can't say Umaga because he 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 was not unsung. Everybody knew that he played well and did little kicks and everything. So yes, I can't disagree. You, you know, you know, I've been championing Paolone. Uh, he's brilliant defence and brilliant attack. And as and, and Otto said correctly, he he came inside and he smashed forward, which is why I prefer him to. Uh, uh, to to Bruno, and I think overall, I guess the whole back three were unsung. Uh, the whole the combination of the way it played. I mean, ultimately, with the exception of maybe putting Kikimendi instead of uh, Ratave, um, uh, essentially that is Treviso's best best back three. Uh, he, and yes, Rhino Smith is not playing as well as Padovani's there, and mer- if there's meritocracy, that back three would not change. Well balanced, isn't it? Like we, I talk about balance a lot. I, 
the back three was very well balanced and a dog who um he he, he defended his ass up like he, he just worked like a blue ass fire he was really yeah he just he he, he defended really well i i can't think of anyone i was trying to think of anyone else other than a dog who and i was thinking potentially that katoa deserves a shout out but then the commentators were obviously making him abundantly like every time he was having a good action they were they were highlighting him so i don't really think he's on unsung alafi think... was uh looks better too huh? yeah 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 yeah. Was... yeah he 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 he's come he came on with at the at that point in the game we needed a little bit of see about us and it's a word that i can't say but everyone knows what i mean mm. um he came on and he, he brought that a little bit which was which was good. Um, obviously, it wasn't enough, but it was good. Uh, he was he was seeing everything. Like he was he was yeah yeah. He, he's he's a fantastic player. Klonenberg was uh, was quite good in the lineout. He stole one, didn't he? Yeah, he stole one. I have to finish to analyze, but yeah, I remember he did one. So, so guys, shall we, shall we wrap it up here because we are let's... almost one hour and a half, more than a game. <laughs> That's more it. than a game. That's so I would it. like to say thank you to everybody. Uh, Phantom uh, Josh, thank you so so much to to join us uh, tonight because uh, it's it's a pleasure to have this kind of conversation, open conversation with uh, with the family, with the listeners, with the uh, with the Italians abroad. That's great, I think. And I'm sorry that I didn't answer all of Simone's questions. Man, you cannot do experiments in the Six Nations. We hardly oh, is, see Drago this year. We're going to have a special because, uh, guys, 50 days to the Six Nations today, if I'm right. And uh, we would like to remember that me and Mike, we're going to be at the Olimpico. We're going to be in Rome. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's the best. So see you, you in Rome. You got tickets? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All sorted with tickets. All sorted. Um, I, I've got Airbnb sorted. Everything already done. Um, thank we God. Looking start. forward to it, boys. Well, it's true. Yeah, to come to think of it now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've uh, my family lives out there, so in Rome, so I could even get a place. You don't. We're going to Altena, Phantom too. We're going to the rugby museum yeah, too. So yeah. it's guys, you stay here. I'm gonna just start with the outro, so we can uh, say bye bye to each other uh, out. But for now, it's everything. And uh, ciao, guys. See you next. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Drop us a follow on X, former Twitter, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok. You can listen for Atelier D Rugby podcast on Spotify and every other platforms. We also have a group chat on WhatsApp. So message us to join the family. Ciao, boys.